You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. This week is Vision Sunday. Pastor Rick reminds us what Church 2911 is all about as we look towards Easter. A lot of times we forget stuff that happens. So got a little timeline scroll here for you of stuff that's gone on. This is, this is, uh, and this is just, man, just the t- high points. But we began remodeling it, the old building and training a team for launch in July of 2008. Jamie came on board as our worship pastor in October 2008. That was a great hire, wasn't it? Launched Easter of the next year, April tw- with 42 members. We launched our first small groups the next February. Then Kristen, uh, Kristen Bradley and Brooklyn were, were here from the very beginning, but she actually came on as uh, on staff in September 2010. We added the second service that year also. And then we, our first missions trip with the Native Americans of Bullhead, South Dakota, is in July 2011. Second missions trip to the home and orphanage in Sevierville, Tennessee, was the next year. Third missions trip was to Romania, the Bread of Life Orphanage. Some of you are still connected to that. That was the next year. Then we added our third service in September. 2013, just uh, just about six months before we moved here to the Gardendale Civic Center in March of 2014, almost four years ago now. And Kyle joined uh, the the staff in August 2014. The very same month, we exceeded the goal of 50% of our regular tenders being unconnected before coming here. Same month as Kyle. Must have had something to do with it, right, Kyle? Exceeded the goal of 60% unconnected in October because we bumped it up to 60. Brent came on as associate pastor in December. Justin was right on his uh, his tail there. In in January, he became became, a teens pastor. We began our second service here at the Civic Center two years ago. Fourth mission trip to Bullhead last year. Fifth mission trip to Italy last year. And, uh, and we actually got another one coming up in just a few weeks to Honduras. And uh, then in November, we exceeded the goal of 66% unchurched in November. And we're close to 70% now. Uh, these are some of the missions that, that we've done. We raised funds for a well in Romania, the Romanian orphanage uh, back in, right after we launched. And we did the orphanage food drive in 2009 and 2010, Christmas shoe boxes, those five years. Uh, then raised funds to purchase a car, help the Tants purchase a car in Italy in April 2015, the Christmas toy drive in Bullhead 2015, Appalachian Christmas Blessing 2016 and 17. Same two years we did the local kids, the Royal Chicks did Christmas for local kids. We did a serve week. 2014, 15, and 16, and then we just blew it out this past summer, made it a summer of serve, and, and it says begin 2017 because we just plan on continuing to do that. So go ahead and start looking for that this year. Then the Little Angie Project in Honduras, March 2018, and uh, if you weren't here a couple of weeks ago when we, when we presented that and you'd like to help this little girl, this little five-year-old, let me know. We, we raised about 2,000 of the 3,000 we were trying to raise, so if you want to help us with that. And then just a ton of community events and and and. and also other uh, missions, outreaches. And then here's some of the ministry groups that we've uh, connected with, that we give to, and we help raise funds for. A21, Fultondale Elementary School, Refuel Missions, Restoration Disaster Relief, and Cliff, they, he just goes just wherever the need is. Hope House, uh, which is uh, the, uh, the Honduras, which is where our missions trip is going. Tant Missions, the Well House, Battle Cry Resolutions, which is South Dakota, and on and on and on and on. You see, it's sometimes easy for us to, to think it's all about this hour and 15 minutes. And you don't realize how much God is doing through you as 2911. Can we, I, I, don't, I don't know, but 
I've got, I've got these inside chill bumps right now. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I've got these spiritual chill bumps right now. Just, to, just the amazing thing of, of how awesome God has been to allow us, this little church of 2911, to do so many things in his name. And can we just give him a hand of praise and say thank you, God, letting us be a part of all of that, all of that, all of that. How did that happen? Let me tell you how it didn't happen. Great things like that do not happen because people attend your church. That's not why it happens. Great things happen because people commit to being, giving, and serving. You're not just, it, it didn't happen just because we show up. Somebody's got to commit. You got to commit to being, you got to commit to giving, and you got to commit to serving. You got to have people like that, okay? So, so, so that was our past. That's been our history so far, almost nine years now. We'll celebrate our ninth anniversary in two weeks. That's been our past. That's been our history. So what's our future? Glad you asked. Let me take you to some scripture. Matthew chapter 18. This is verse 12, 13, and 14. Jesus gives us a parable. He says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it, that one lost one that has been found, more than the 99 that never wandered away in the first place. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. Okay, you know what I really love about this? Jesus Christ, when he started telling this story, and gave us this parable, he, he wanted us to understand. He made, it, he, he made it all about the lost sheep, and he made it not about the saved sheep. You see that? I mean, he made sure we got it is that even the Father is so concerned about that one. It's not about to save sheep. As Jamie said, I think she said in the first service, something about her shirt. I don't know if she said in the second service, but about the, it's not about me. That's one of our things. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. We're the 90 and 9. It's not about me. It's about the one that has not yet found their way to God. It's about that one. It's about that one. It's about that one. And it's not about me. Okay, but let me share something with you, okay? Because you might be tempted to say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, what about my needs? What about my struggles? What about my battles? What about my finances? What about my, my sickness? What about my stuff? Well, let me, let me remind you of another story in the Bible. This is called the prodigal son. Jesus tells another parable. And, and, and the prodigal son, he says, Dad, I want you to give me everything that is going to be mine when you die, and I want to spend it right now. And so he goes and wastes it, and when he comes back, the dad is so happy to see him. He says, hey, bring, bring me a robe to put on my son that's home. Bring me some shoes. Bring me, bring me a ring. And, and hey, that, that calf we've been fattening up, getting ready for a, a, a banquet, let's go ahead and kill it right now. Let's celebrate because my son's come home. He had another son. The older son came to him, and he, he was all upset. He said, why are you upset? He said, you never gave me a, a fatted calf to have a meal. You, no, you never did this to me. And you know what he said? And this is what you need to hear. If you're part of the 99, if you're, if you're one of the saved sheep, it's not about you. But here's what you need to hear. It's what, he told, what that prodigal son's father told the older son. He said, all this time, it's already been about you. You see, everything I own already belongs to you. He's already gotten his reward, and he's wasted it, but everything I have is already yours. You know, I didn't have to give you a fatted calf because it already belonged to you. Are you getting this? Do you understand? Because you and I, everything, everything we need is already taken care of. 
Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I already know what I'm planning to do for you. And it's not bad, it is good. I'm going to give you a future. I'm going to give you a hope. We've already got everything. And so we're, we're, like, we're like the older son. It's time, to, it's time to celebrate when someone comes home. And when they're not home yet, it's time to go find them. Because Everything's already been about me. All of my needs, all of my miracles, all of my blessings, they're all taken care of. My sins are already forgiven. My eternity is secure. You know, everything is taken care of for me. It's not about me anymore. And if you're a child of God today, it's not about you anymore because everything's already taken care of for me. But what happens is, what, and, and what we forget and we lose sight of, is the, is the older son, what he lost sight of is, is he thought because everybody's making a fuss over him, he forgot about what he already had. You and I already have it. You and I already have it. And so now it's time to go find somebody else that doesn't have it yet. Amen? Amen. And so, so where are we gonna, how are we going to do this? Where are we going? Okay, next, next slide for me, if you'll t- take me there, Kevin. Being, giving, and serving. This is how we're going to do it, okay? Little vision, a little vision reminder. Not really casting too much new vision here, a little bit, but mostly just vision reminders. Being, giving, and serving. There are now needs in this room right here, right now. You see, every time you come to church, there's somebody with a need, you know? And so when you come to church and you've had a great week, man, please bring your smile. Please bring, if you've had a great week, please bring your good attitude because there's somebody that's walked in and, and they had not had as good a week as you had. You know, they need your smile. They need a hug. They need a handshake. They need somebody to just look at them and act like they actually want to be in their presence, you know? I mean, some people, they just, you know, you know 95% of life, they say, is just showing up, right? You know, just showing up. It's, it's, it's like going to a funeral home. I hear people all the time say, well, I just don't want to go because I don't know what to say. Can I tell you something? In over 30 years of ministry, I've been to a whole lot of funeral homes, and I still had not figured out what to say. But the important thing, like at a funeral home, or for a lot of people that show up on a Sunday morning, it's not about knowing what to say. It's just about being, just being, you know, and just being. And so, so the, the now needs that are here or the prayer team that is going to be here at the end of the message and standing right here in front of me for whatever your needs are, there are a lot of now needs right now. That's why we need to be. That's why we need to give. That's why we need to serve. But then there's also, you see, because we're, we're going to grow. We're going to mature. One of the things we, we, we miss, like that older son, that older brother, the prodigal son, one of the things we miss is, is, is because we think we've got to fight for our thing. That's what the world tells us. We gotta fight for our stuff. But what we find out is when we're being and giving and serving, our stuff just starts taking care of itself. Our miracles, our blessings, they just start showing up. You know, our, our marriages start getting better. Our kids start acting better. Our finances start getting, I mean, when you start giving, your finances start getting better. As we start doing the things we're supposed to do, our stuff just starts working out. So what we got to do, again, is to focus away from the 90 and 9, and we got to focus on those that don't have it yet. You know, and so, but what happens is when we're doing that, then, then we'll start growing and maturing more and more and more. But then there's also the, the reach, the going further than we could go. I mean, how many of you could reach as far west as, as South Dakota and, and as far south as, as Honduras and as far, as far east as Italy and, and Romania all by yourself? You know, how, all the things that we've accomplished, and even right here in our community, maybe it's not as far, you know, physically, mileage-wise, but the depths that God has allowed us to go, almost 70% of the people attending this church on a regular basis and coming to our small groups, we're going nowhere before here. I mean, God has used us to go farther 
as a group, as a body, than we could ever go by ourselves. And so we got to continue that. we got to continue to be, to give, and to serve as a group and let God do great things. And then as a model, to be, continue, serve. Being, continue, uh, being giving, and serving as a model. I've had eight pastors and churches ask us about how God is accomplishing what he is doing at 2911. And, and, you know, and, and they wanted to know. And, and one of the things is, I mean, back, some of them was back when we just, just got over the 50%, you know, and, and now that we're over 66%, you know, I'm, I'm having more people say, how are you doing that? You know, how is this happening? And people are asking that question, how it is happening. And so, and so you know, we've had the opportunity. I've had the opportunity to, to, to help guys over the phone, some guys in other states. I've had the opportunity to, to drive hours to, to sit with a man and his wife who were planting a church and, and to help them. We've had the opportunity. We sent a team down at the end of January to help John and April McIntosh launch United Church in Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, you know, we, we, we sent that team down and, and helped them go and those things. And we've had these opportunities. But, you know, there's, there's another opportunity coming. And I believe this with my heart. I believe this in my heart because of what God has been stirring in me. There's an opportunity God is going to give us in the near future to plant a 2911 in another community. Imagine, imagine, not, not somebody else doing that, but you and me getting the opportunity to be a part of God planting this same thing to reach, not, not, not just to reach people, some people, but to reach the unchurched, the ones that are not connected, to see this same 60-something percent you know, here, to see that happen in another church. Imagine, that's what God is giving us. That's the vision God is laying before us. That's the next step. So what do we got to do? Man, we got to get there. How are we going to get there? Let me tell you how we're going to get there real quick. We're going to get there by continuing to be who God called us to be, be friendly. Hey, who he's made us, we're friendly. You're, it's the thing I hear. That is, yeah, okay, make sure that's what I'm supposed to be saying right now. That is the thing. I mean, if I ask people, you know, newcomers or something, you know, why did you stay? What was, what's the big thing? They said, friendliness. On and on. That's what everybody says over and over and over. Friendliness, friendliness. And they say, you know, you can't fake that. You can try, but you can't really fake that. You know, so, so we got to stay there. we got to keep being friendly. Okay, so here, here's a, a couple of things. Since it's a vision Sunday, and I, I want to remind you of a few things, let me ask you, do you know what this thing, go ahead and play that. Do you know what this thing right here is? How many of you know what that, what, what that means right there, okay? Ooh, goodness, boy, i got to do my work here. I, I, a lot of you have forgotten what this is. We have something we call around here a five-minute rule. All right, and this is the countdown. After service, when Jamie, Jamie normally closes service, when she closes, this goes up on the screen as a reminder to you, for five minutes, don't talk to anybody that you're going to talk to the rest of the week. You know, don't talk to your family. You know, if you're going out to lunch with somebody, don't stand here and talk to them if you're going out to lunch with them. You know, because here's the reason. is because the unconnected people the people who are looking for something, the people who, are, who are, are looking for a church, the people who are checking us out and that, those are the first people out the door. The people who don't know anyone here yet, the people who have not made any connections, they're the first people out the door in those first five minutes. So, so and, and when you see that on the screen, and, and you, maybe you're standing there talking to somebody you're going to talk to every single day of this week, and you see that on the screen, say, wait a minute, wait a minute, it's, it's the five-minute uh, uh, you know, five countdown, five-minute rule. 
And if they're, if they're from 2911, they're not going to be offended because they're supposed to be operating in the five-minute rule also, right? And, so, and, then, and run to it and, and get back there because, let me, I tell you, some Sundays I stand at that door and I feel like I'm just high-fiving people as they're going by, you know, because those first couple of minutes because people are hurrying out the door, you know, and so we got to keep doing this. And let me, let me say one more thing about the close of service, all right? And this is just another vision thing. It not, doesn't really fit in the friendly part, but it's, it's just another vision thing. Is You know how we close? We close around front with a final song and a final prayer, and uh, we enjoy that. I mean, I, I hear people talk about that, that, you know, you people, that this is your church, you enjoy that. One of the reasons we do that is because I, I found so much in my ministry all these years, it seemed like we hurry out the door so quick, and I think we just forget. We forget, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit was really moving on us, and then we say, amen, get out the door, and we forget. But we take that, that extra little bit of time to come down front, sing that last song, and so that's a time where, you know, it's not pastors not just talking, talking, talking. You know, it's just a song. And we have some time we can just talk to God and we say, yeah, God, I heard you during the message. And, you know, I, I want to do, and we can talk to God about some things. And that's, that's, that's one of the reasons. But there's another reason that we don't get a lot of opportunity to share. And I want to share it with you here right now, okay? It's because when you get up and you come this way, there's something about it. You're beginning to take a step for something. And if you've chosen to, maybe you have felt impressed by the Holy Spirit in the service to do something, you stand up. So listen, from now on, whenever you come down the aisles at the end, I want you to be thinking about that. I'm making progress. I'm going somewhere. I'm taking some steps. I'm moving, and I'm moving forward, and I'm not moving backwards. I'm not just standing in place. I'm not just, I'm not just waiting. I am taking some steps, and I am moving forward. But you got to go one more step, okay? Because one of the things we do is we get you this close. And the prayer team's here. And they've been praying for you. They've been, going, they've been saying, God, give me the opportunity to pray with somebody today. All week long they've been praying. And they're right here and they're waiting. And you've got to just take four more steps to get down here. And remember the promise? You know, Jesus said, where two agree concerning anything here on this earth, my Father in heaven will do it for them. And so when you get this close and you've got needs, and listen, a lot of you have needs today. And I don't want to, I don't want to get on you this morning, but let me just, let me just say you know, when you, you say, Pastor, I want you to be praying with me about something. You tell me that on a Saturday or Friday or something. And then you show up at church on Sunday, and you don't even step forward and let a prayer team member help you. Come on, think about it. You know, you're waiting on me to pray the prayer. That's got, and, and, you know, you're going to be one of a, of a couple of dozen people probably that's asked me to help them pray over something this week. And you've got a prayer team member that has said, God, give me a person. Give me a person that I can pray for today and that I can agree with them that whatever we agree to, you will do in heaven because, because your word says. And so take that other, those other four steps. And, you know, here, here's the reason I really want to push you to do this is because then when newcomers come, they don't see one or two move forward. But it would be great when we start seeing half our congregation start moving forward for prayer and taking those last four steps so that it becomes a norm instead of abnormal. And so then they say, hey, this is a normal thing to let someone pray for you. So I, I, right now, some of you that's got needs, make up your mind right now. When this service is over, I'm going to go join hands with one prayer team member, and we're going to agree because Jesus said, if we agree together here on earth, his Father in heaven will make it happen. Okay? All right. So we're going to be friendly. All right. Second thing is we're going to serve because everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. If you can hear my voice, you have something awesome to do for Jesus. Oh, but uh, Pastor, uh, but, 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 yeah, everybody's got a big butt, right? I'm sorry. That was a Pee Wee Herman. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we do, right? Everybody's got an excuse. I love what Andy, Stan Andy Stanley tweeted this about three and a half years ago. I wrote it down. I, I actually retweeted it. Too busy to serve at your local church? FYI, 
Every Sunday you attend your local church, you are served by very busy people get involved. Like this morning, you know what? When pastor forgot to have somebody deliver the trailer at 7.30, those people that were standing around waiting for the trailer to get here, I think they probably set up some chairs or something, you know, did something. But when they were waiting, they probably would have loved to have slept another half hour instead of just waiting for the pastor to get a trailer here. You know, but I didn't see a bad attitude when I, when I got here. I didn't see anybody. Nobody's been upset or anything, you know, and all of that. I, you didn't see that. And so you say, well, well, I'm busy. Hey, those people are busy too. Every Sunday you're served by very busy people. And now we have all kinds of opportunities for you to serve, not just on Sunday morning. And so when you say you're too busy, you can serve from, you can, you can serve from your recliner at home with your laptop, you, if you just ask me how. Let me, let me give you one more quote, though, okay? And this, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Nick or something like that. I don't remember. I've, I've tried, but I, I'm not sure exactly. He said, even when we don't get a miracle, we can be a miracle for someone else. You see, that's the heart of that, of that you've got to get that that father was telling, the prodigal son's father was telling the older brother. That's the heart you've got to get, is my miracles are already provided. And until I see them happen, while I'm waiting on them to show up, while I'm waiting on my miracle to happen, I can be somebody else's miracle. That's the heart you've got to get. That's the heart you've got to have. And incidentally, this guy right here, I dare you to Google his name and watch a video of him. If you don't know who he is, he is an evangelist who was born without arms or legs. And he goes up on stage and preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's cool to watch him go up on stage and say, and then just let me ask you, what are your excuses now? What are the reasons you can't serve? What are the reasons you can't do so? Because if, if, if he could be somebody else's miracle then I can be somebody else's miracle. Amen. So uh, so third thing is, right, the third thing is give. Give. I got to hurry. I don't have time. I got to hurry. Let me just say this real quickly. People who give are the people who make it happen. Now listen, God doesn't need us to give. God could just make all the financial needs be taken care of. But you know what God chooses to do? What God chooses to do is instead of, you know, letting just the money drop out of heaven right down here in front of us, God chooses to give money through people. And what givers have figured that out. People who are givers have figured that out. And what they have figured out is that this is the way I open the door of opportunity. All those things that, that scrolled up the screen just a few moments ago, all those things, givers get to say, man, I was a part of that. Givers see the door of opportunity and say, I don't want to miss an opportunity. I want to give. I want to be a part of it. So we got to give. Okay? That's how we're going to. And here's the last thing is reach and gather, or gather or, or reach, whichever word you want to use. I don't care, just gather and reach. And here, spend just a little bit of time here, and we'll be wrapping up. Two weeks from today is what? Easter. Do you know that the number one Sunday of the year that unchurched people go to church is Easter? How many of you know somebody who needs to be in church? Let me ask you this question. How many in this room would raise your hand and say, I don't know anybody that needs to be in church? I don't know one single person that needs to be in church. I don't work with anybody that needs to be in church. I don't, I don't have anybody in my family that needs to be in church. I don't know one. Is there anybody here to say, I don't know one single person that needs to be in church? Raise your hand. If you, so anybody? All of us know somebody, right? Then what are we doing about it? This is our opportunity. Two weeks from today is our opportunity. And so let's set a goal. So we've already set a goal. We set it the very first of this year. What's our goal for Easter? It's not 1,000. It's not 5,000, 10,000. I mean, hey, if we're going to set a goal for 1,000, we've got to have a different venue than this. We can't get 1,000 people in this room. 
You know, we can't do it. They, they won't fit. So we didn't set a goal like that. You know what our goal is? Here's our goal for Easter 2018 is everyone reach one. We, and we told you this in January because I wanted you thinking about it. I want you, now you've got two weeks left, okay? And I dare you. I challenge you. I implore you. Come on. We're the 99. It's already wrapped up for us. Our eternity is secure. Our forgiveness is already done. Our miracles, our, our needs are already provided and taken care of. Jesus already took the stripes on his back for our healing. But there's somebody out there, and every one of you just told me a second ago, you know somebody out there who does not know Jesus yet. So we got to do something about that. And so I, I, I challenge you to do that, but here, here's something I challenge you also. Is, is I, I want to send you something, okay? I'm going to tell you how in a minute. I want to send, send you some encouragement. I want to tell you some ways that we can do that, okay? I want to tell you some ways to do that. So, so let, let me, oh, I've I got, got to give you this metric. Here's the best metric, though. That's our goal, but here's the metric. The best measurement is not how many people are here, but how many first-time attenders actually come back the next week. That's the, that's the best metric, the best measurement. You see, now, early on in my ministry, I was a worship pastor. And Easter was a big deal. And you know what happened after Easter? Not much. Because you killed yourself getting to Easter, and once you got to Easter and got it cleaned up, you didn't want to talk to anybody else for about six weeks. You didn't want to do ministry. It's time for a vacation. Because these. But you know, I read something one day, and I wrote it down to, to use in this sermon. And, and it was in an article that didn't have an author's name on it. It was a group of people. But, so I can't give credit for it other than, than here's, here's the quote. Is we must stop viewing Easter as a Super Bowl and make it the beginning of the playoffs. Oh, come on. We focus so much on, on Easter like it's a Super Bowl, and it's all over then. No, it's just beginning. So Easter this year, let's make it the beginning of the playoffs. But you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to, get to the playoffs, right? And you got to get to the playoffs. So, so, you know, if you don't bring your friend or family member with you, you didn't make it to the playoffs. Come on, you got to get to the playoffs. You're just going to be sitting on the sideline watching everybody else in the game. So come on, you got to get to the playoffs. So, so make sure you're bringing someone with you, okay? You can't, you can't, you can't back away from this. You got you to do that, but that's not the end, okay? So, so, what are we going to do? Let me give you a game plan. Here's the game plan. Since we're now in a football analogy, let me give you a game plan, all right? So on Easter, we're going to be friendly. Who we are, just be who we are, okay? Uh, we're going to get their contact info. If you bring a family member or friend with you, someone who is not connected to a church, make sure we get their info. We want to help you get them back to church, but we can't do that if we don't know who they are, Right? You know, unless God's going to speak out of heaven and give us all the names, addresses, email addresses, and phone numbers, we're not going to be able to do that. And God has never done that to me. I'm not saying he won't, but he's never done that to me before. We need you to help us get that. And then tell them why they should come back. Tell them why they, should, they need to come back, okay? You know, like the new sermon series. So pray. Pray that the pastor is so in tune with God that week as we start a new sermon series on Easter to last the next several weeks, pray that I am so in tune with God that your family member or friend that you bring with you on Easter will be so moved that they will say, I've got to come back and hear more of that. Okay? That's what, this is part of the game plan. Okay? We've got to tell them why to be here. Because of small groups, it's just an awesome place for you to connect and for you to ask all those strange, crazy questions that you've got about God and the Bible and, and, and Christians as well. And then six weeks after Easter this year, you know, is the third. Now, Easter's number one. Christmas is number two. Mother's Day is number three. The, the third 
um, the third biggest day for unchurched people to go to church is Mother's Day. And so we're going to be promoting Mother's Day even on Easter. We're going to be pushing it then because we want to give them as many reasons as possible to get back. So then after Easter, what do we do? We've got to get them back. And guess who, guess who is the, the, the key person to getting a first-time attender back to church? Not the pastor. Not a phone call from the pastor. Not a visit from the, teenage, from the teen's pastor, even if they've got teenagers in their church, in their, in their family. It's not them. You know who it is? The number one, the most important person to getting a first-time attender to come back is the person that invited them in the first place. So don't bring them and abandon them. Bring them and then keep telling them, tell them the reasons they need, they need to come back and then just keep being the same friendly, worshiping, serving church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And we want to help you do this. And, and you know what? Here's, in 2018, we committed ourselves to several things. Our, our, our theme this year is sharing the dream. And so one of the things we're doing is we're not doing church-wide advertising. We're putting in your hands. We're not doing a mail out this year at Easter. You know, what we're doing is we're putting things in your hands, like this right here is an Easter invite card. There's a, there's a basket full of them, and then there's a box underneath that table back there. Get a handful of them. There's enough for everybody in here to get at least 20 of them. Get a handful of them and take them with you. And, and listen, even if, even if you don't give out every one of your cards, just have them riding around in your car as a reminder, oh, yeah, I need to invite somebody to Easter. You don't know anybody to give them to? Wait a minute. Yeah, you just told me you knew people because... None of you don't know somebody. So we all know that. So here's, here's one opportunity. Let me give you another one. Uh, this is something we also did at the first of the year. Is these, if you don't know what this is, instructions are right here. Man, we're making it easy for you. It's like we get you all the way to the front. You just got to take the last four steps. Here's the last four steps right here on the back. But to share something about sharing the dream, okay, about how great, amazing God is for you, signs are back there. Some of you took signs. You lost your sign. You never did it. Signs are back there. Get, get you a sign and, and walk out with it. Make sure, make sure that you take care of that. One, one more thing, just right here. Brand new logo this year and brand new T-shirts. Just got them today. I actually took this one out of the box and put it on today to wear this morning. That's why the shirt's open so you can see the new, new shirt. You know how you get one of these? You know, when you join the church or you get baptized at 2911, you get a shirt. And so what we're doing, because we've got a brand new growth track, so what we're doing this year, since we've got new shirts and new growth track, when you finish the growth track, you get this shirt. Even if you got one when you joined the church, if you've been here for eight or nine years, you get a brand new shirt when you finish the growth track, okay? You don't even have to join the church. If you finish the growth track, you get a new shirt. And which step three is today, if those of you who have been through step one and step two, ten minutes after the service is over, it'll be held in the senior center right across the, the, uh, the, the parking lot right over here. Just go over there for step three. Remember, you, you know where it's at if you've been through step one and step two. And don't forget, if you've got kids in kids' church, just go back by there and tell them, hey, I'm leaving them here during that, and they'll watch them until we're done with that, okay? So last thing, last thing. And incidentally, again, if you're a first-time attender, this, this is not a normal service for us, not a normal sermon, okay? Last thing. Take that cell phone up again now and go to the bottom of that page I directed you to. Ushers, <laughs> go to the bottom of that page I directed you to. At the very bottom, you'll see, you'll see a link. Take that link. Or here it is right here if you want to type it in. I was just trying to make it easy on you, you know, that you can go, you know, and you can click that link at the bottom. Or if you want to type it in, <laughs> church2911.com slash Easter. I want, to, I want to ask you to commit to two things. Now listen, if you don't have... A, a cell phone, or if you don't have a smartphone, or if you just don't want to use an incident, you may also want to turn off your, your Wi-Fi, or we're just going to kind of, kind of fry their Wi-Fi here, maybe, if we're all doing this all at once. It's kind of slow in this room anyway. Um, 
But if you don't have a smartphone, the ushers, move this way, ushers, if you will, come up a little further. They've got, some, they've got a card, actually, that you can just do it manually by hand, okay? How many of you need a card? You want a card instead of a, you want to, come on, raise your hand, raise your hand. Who, you don't have a smartphone or you'd rather do it that way? Please raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Uh, there you go. There's one. I know there's, there's two right here. Come on, if you, if you don't have a smartphone where you can get to this right now, I want you to fill this out. I want you to commit to two things. I want to ask you to commit to having somebody with you on Easter Sunday morning. Okay, that's one of the things on this that's on this piece of paper. Okay, second thing I want to ask you to do is I want to ask you, I want to ask you to commit to helping and volunteering in some way on Easter. We're going to have a lot more people here. We're going to need a lot more hands. You know, as as a church of almost seventy percent people who were unconnected, not working in a church before they came here, you know, we have to really push people. Hey, you got to get on board in a hurry. We have to push people. You need to get on board and get involved. You know, and listen, listen. We want you to serve in a place where you're comfortable. We're not going to ask you to serve in a place where you're, you can't serve. And if you're already serving, I want you to just click that, just, yes, I'll volunteer that day because you're already serving. You know, but we don't want you serving in a place you're uncomfortable. So, so when you commit to this, you're not committing to anything we ask you to do. We're going to tell you here's a couple of places and let you pick one of them, okay? That kind of a thing. You know, if you don't like kids, we don't want you anywhere near our nursery, okay? So we're not going to ask you to do stuff that you're not comfortable doing, okay? But I want to ask you to commit to two things having someone with you on Sunday, and volunteering in some way to help us make this happen on Easter Sunday. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and pastoral staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer requests by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.